Welcome to She's Up Next, a podcast focused on positive women's media representation and amplifying the voices of young female changemakers. We're here to have open conversations with teenage girls our age with accomplishments in activism, STEM, entrepreneurship, and more. Join us for this week's episode to catch up with what's new in our busy lives and fuel your motivation to achieve your own dreams through the inspiring stories of others like you. I'm your co-host, Jackie Acosta. And I'm Dory Miller. Let's get into today's episode. Hello, and welcome back to She's Up Next. I'm Dory. And I'm Jackie, and we're back. We're back. We have to admit, we did take off last week in case you noticed. Maybe you didn't. If not, <laughs> no worries. We're back again. So we're back here. <laughs> I know. I just, after this week, I just needed to take, actually, after the last two weeks, I needed to take a deep breath. Like, yes. Uh, I feel it's like been we're very busy. I feel like we're finally going to get that after, after last night. We're kind of done in that realm of things we'll explain that in the next couple minutes or so but we we have a little bit less on our shoulders right now well we say that now Dory yes I know you know I shouldn't think so we'll have something else but yes in theory we won't have anything for a while and we'll get to to take a break to take a little break (laughs) yes agreed so we are super excited to have another guest We actually, Jackie and I did try to record a solo episode, just the two of us again, Um, and we'll definitely do more of those in the future when needed, but we decided to just skip past to our next guest. So our guest, (laughs) as I've been saying, is Maylee Nakamura. She is a senior, like Jackie and I, at SI with Jackie and I. Um, She's actually my best friend, so I was very excited that we were able to ask her to come on the show and talk a little bit about her experience. So the overarching idea of what she will be talking about with us today is her um, mental health journey, as well as her um, her experience as a mental health advocate within SI and her grander community. Um, she's a student athlete. She plays tennis. So she'll talk a little bit of that um, experience regarding mental health, um, as well as her presidency of the Bring Change to Mind Club. <laughs> I made that sound very formal, um, but it is it is really cool. She, I won't speak for her. I think she got involved two years ago, maybe, but she's president now, um, and she will sum it up a little bit more later. But um, the main idea of the Bring Change to Mind Club is that it's intended to end discrimination and stigma of mental health and open the conversation of mental health specifically here at SI. Um, And we're really excited to have this conversation with her. I think she's going to have a lot of great things to share with us. And yeah, anything you want to add, Jackie? No, I mean, you've basically said all all amazing things about Maylee and I've really admired her work with Bring Change to Mind at school and I'm excited for everyone to hear what she has to say and her perspective on things I think hers is very unique and could be helpful for a lot of to a lot of people yeah and as we plan to talk about later definitely the main idea of why we're having her on the show being that our our main topic is representation and different forms of media. Um, and today we're hoping to share examples of mental health um, in some con- some form of media, aka our podcast. But before we get to Maylee, Dory and I have a little bit of catching up to do with each other and with yes. you guys, of course. Um, so we will share our joyful moments from this week and last. Um, I guess I can go first with a little mini yes. joyful moment because I'm pretty sure Dory and I have the same main joyful moment. Oh, definitely. <laughs> um, but my mini joyful moment from last week would be the warm weather. So Indian summer finally hit the city and it was like high 70s, almost 80s for like four yeah. days straight, which was really amazing. Like it was so warm. Like I, I didn't have to bring a jacket to school. I wore a dress a couple of, actually yes, I wore too. a dress most of the week, most of last week, um, which is very rare. I actually was like running out of dresses because <laughs> I only own like two or three, like school appropriate dresses. So it's so funny because anytime you check the weather app and you yeah. see that it's 
somewhere above 60, if not the high 60s, almost every girl shows up to school in a dress. It's just an (laughs) unspoken rule. And I love it. I love getting there. People are in flip flops. They're in their Birkenstocks with a dress and a cute little sweater or jean jacket, you know, whole thing. Uh, I love, I love sunny days at school and you can see the ocean. Oh, gorgeous. And, and I love, oh my gosh, last week to add on to this, um, I had choir rehearsal on Monday last week. So one of our sunny days and we actually, cause we're still rehearsing inside with masks on. We got to go outside and spread out, take our masks off and sing as the sun <gasps> was setting. And it was surreal, completely oh surreal. So beautiful. Golden hour and sunset at SI are truly unmatched. Oh, I agree, totally agree. Especially from, we have this area called the Piazza, which is kind of mm-hmm. a bit higher and you can like see the entire sunset and you can even see down to the beach. And if you're there at sunset and it's clear, it is absolutely gorgeous. Yes, completely agree. Oh, Jackie, should we get into our main joyful moment then? Yeah, I guess do you want to start kind of explain what happened last night (laughs) yes so since about june i would say yeah june or even a a little bit earlier than that yeah um jackie and i have been planning an event at our school um what's come to be known as morp which jackie actually jackie can you give us a little background on morp okay that name so morp wasn't actually supposed to be called Morp. It was supposed to be something classy and sophisticated. But when we had initially started this whole planning process for the event, it needed some like fill-in name so that we could like refer to it in in discussion. And so I had given it the name Morp um, based off the makeup prom or the backwards prom in the movie Radio Rebel. I don't know if any of you are fans of that Disney Channel original movie with uh, Debbie Ryan, but um, I just remember it was a, as a very prominent memory of mine from my childhood, just more. So I was like, oh, that would be kind of clever and funny. So I put it on the board and um, our assistant principal of student affairs, who's the uh, moderator for student council, Mr. Glosser, didn't really understand that it was a joke so then he started putting it on all the official documents it actually showed up in the calendar as morp um so no matter how hard dory and i tried to rebrand and like push the name night on the bay night on the bay (laughs) it was just morp and then by the end we just kind of accepted it and just we're like okay i guess it's more <laughs> honestly at this point people are loving the name and i think it got a lot of good feedback really fun and ins- well i mean a lot of fun instagram captions oh yeah you know? it's it was just fun like where are you going more more <laughs> you know it that's gonna be something people remember it's not just prom like there that's we'll true. have our senior prom it's just prom this is more this, this is, is more it's yeah this is special to commemorate a whole year that we lost of no honestly two years because sophomore year we mm, didn't have any dances yeah we had oh yeah sophomore year we didn't have any because winter formal was freshman year (gasps) and they didn't have a winter formal last year or sophomore year I forget why but they didn't have one oh well we had we had hoop coming yeah but that wasn't really a dance yeah concert yeah exactly um yeah but for all of you that don't go to SI and aren't really sure what we're talking about uh Dory and I like she was kind of saying earlier we planned like a makeup prom uh Mm -hmm. for juniors and seniors at our high school um it was mostly for our class the senior class because we had missed out on our junior prom and junior prom is like such a big event uh because like one of your first formal dances um at SI but we didn't get that so we thought it would be fun to kind of like have a makeup version in the fall um so we helped plan that and it was at the Exploratorium um, and it was just a lot of fun. Like at first I was a little bit nervous that people weren't um, going to actually go because not going to lie, tickets were a little expensive. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. And I did get some feedback of people being like, why is it so expensive? But I think in the end, people saw like where their money went to and they definitely got like the bang for their buck. Oh, hundred um, percent. But yeah, Honestly, that is by far one of the most fun nights I've had in high school. And it just, I was talking with one of my close friends from out of school. She came with another one of my friends and we were talking and the night truly just felt like high school 
not to say like, oh, last night was a movie, but it <laughs> did, it did feel pretty surreal. Jack and I were just talking about this before we started recording, but um, yeah, I was at the Exploratorium. So we had all these crazy light exhibits and you could play with all of the different, um, not games, exhibits, I exhibits, guess. Exhibits, yeah. Exhibits, yeah. Um, yeah, it was just so much fun and it was right on the bay. So we had an incredible view of the Bay Bridge. I remember yes. driving home and there, the, all those lights were going off, you know, the crazy light show the Bay Bridge does every night. So yeah, I'm just, I'm really thankful that it all worked out. I know Jackie and I are relieved and we've gotten so much amazing feedback from everyone. You can just tell that people had a great time. Everyone's Instagram feeds are blowing up (laughs) with more posts and night on the bay posts with all of the dancing guy emojis. I've seen quite a few, including Jackie's posts. Guilty, that is for sure. One complaint I do have is they played, the DJ played one slow song. No, they played two. What was the second? I think they I played know. Perfect by Ed Sheeran. That was the last song. Yeah, it was the last oh song of the gosh. night. I tried to stay, but oh. Zach made us. He, he did oh. not want to be there anymore. I mean, like everyone wanted to go, but no, that makes me so sad. Yeah, I wasn't expecting it. And he's like, all right, folks, this is the last song of the night. Let's slow okay, it back down. Two is not a lot. That's two is not kind a lot. Of a new I mean, I get it. It's also... As we were saying, it was not real prom, but yeah, the list Jackie and I sent in definitely had more. That is true, but I did get a lot of good feedback about our playlist and said that yeah. people enjoyed it. Yeah. They said it had a good, good song selection, good variety. So I'm glad. I was very glad to hear that. Yes, and I think getting the song suggestions from the Instagram also helped. Yeah, people like would knew a little bit of what to expect if they oh yeah no like especially like the people that I was with when we were on the dance floor like when mm-hmm. a certain song would come on they'd be like oh I suggested this song and then oh, oh I love so that. it was really cool yeah it was really cool yeah it was it was definitely night a night to remember bay. <laughs> yeah night on the bay night to remember I had so much fun so much dancing my yeah. feet were killing me by the end of the night but it was definitely worth it oh my gosh my feet I have some kind of because I my heels were so uncomfortable (laughs) I had to take them off so I was walking around barefoot and I'm short so I get stepped on easily and I was trying to dance but I kept having to stay on the outside because I people were like jumping and it would literally go yeah would go like their shoe would go all the way along along my leg and onto my feet um so I do have one nothing too bad but I do have some kind of deep cut on on one of on the tops of one of my toes but oh well I've I've had worse so yeah the mosh was definitely very intense like I know no matter how hard the moderators tried to deter the mosh (laughs) what were they gonna do ruled like every time it was pretty it was yeah it was very intense I was on the outskirts of the mosh I did not want to get caught up in that but from the outside it looked very intense I can only imagine what it was like yes (laughs) Jack and I were saying I think our favorite part was the there was a 360 photo yes either of us knew what I'm I don't think anyone knew what it was prior to last night no nobody was expecting that so basically there's a platform that you step up step up onto you can do maybe three people but two people is probably the best option since it is relatively small and you want to have space to move that was the important thing you had to be moving you had to be doing something otherwise the videos turned out very awkward and I think that happened to quite a few people because no one knew how the videos would turn out Um, but basically there was a stick attached to the platform that would circle around you with this little GoPro camera and film whatever you're doing, whether you're dancing, doing some kind of handshake or whatever. I know I did, I did a few, but one with my friend was so awkward because I had no idea what you were supposed to do. I was like standing and looking around awkwardly. I was like, what am I? I was actually with our, our guest, Maylee. I was like, Maylee, what am I supposed to be doing? Um, so that one turned out awkward, but, um, then it turns it into a slow-mo video. I think it also does speeds it up a little bit. Yeah. The two, I don't, I don't really know how it works, but it turned out really cool. Um, and you have access to everyone. So it's fun yes. to go through, to go through. See what people were doing. I definitely, I definitely got some inspiration from some. 
Yeah. Well, I didn't, again, I didn't even know what it was until towards the end of the night. And then I had to figure out what I was supposed to do, but it all worked out. I think that was definitely a highlight of my night. I just think it's yeah. so fun. And I keep, I've been rewatching all the videos a million times because they're just, they look so professional. They I don't do. even know. They, yeah. And then the there's quality a photo, was really good. Yeah. The quality was really good. And there was a normal photo booth as well, but nothing, nothing too exciting. Just your typical event photo booth, you know? Jackie, yeah. your, your story. Yes. Um, it didn't happen to me personally, but like I was in line and I was behind um, our friends, Riley, Martina, and I think Lauren was with <laughs> yeah, them. Yeah, I think. And they was. tried putting three on the platform. I did. And it was there. Did, did you see this one? <laughs> I, I only saw it scrolling through the page. Okay. But they, so they were all on it and it was like going fine. And then I don't know what happened, but like, I think Martina like accidentally bumped Riley and then Riley falls off the platform and almost oh, gets no. hit by the camera. The guy running the booth like has to like put his hand in front of the camera to stop it. So it doesn't hit kind of dangerous. Yeah, it moves really fast. The camera's moving kind of fast. Yeah. Um, like, yeah, this was like a four or five second video. So it's like the camera was moving. So she falls off and the guy like has to like jump in front of the camera. Oh my God. And then I was like, we were next, me and my friend. Um, I'd be scared. We're next and we're like, oh my God, what are we going to do? Because my friend, her name is Sabrina. She and I are like not very coordinated when we're together. So like falling off was definite. We had, there was a high probability of us falling off so we're like okay we're just gonna move our arms because if we try to do anything complicated we're gonna fall off too <laughs> yeah but I just that was like the my first experience with the 360 camera after that we got a little comfortable with yeah. it and I did one with my day and it was it, it turned out pretty cool <laughs> it's funny you say that because I actually um did the same thing I did fall yeah no, I didn't know I didn't fall I basically I did one with my date and we had choreographed a whole thing. Theirs was very coordinated. I saw it and it is very good. (laughs) We just, we wanted to go in prepared. So they were definitely prepared. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And, but I like, once we, once we had done that, I was like, okay, we're done. I figured the camera had stopped and I literally jump all the way off, but almost get hit. Or I don't, I forget exactly what happened. It was a blur. It was oh my, my life flashed before my eyes. Just kidding. Oh my God. <laughs> I jumped off and I saw it coming towards me and I literally jumped back on so fast. I don't, <gasps> I don't consider myself to have quick reflexes just because. Well, obviously they pretty quick. But yeah, everyone was like, oh my God, how did you do that? And the guy was like, are you okay? And there were so many people watching us too. And everyone was like, oh. <laughs> like asking if I was okay. I'm like, don't worry, I'm fine. Like I didn't get hit. But yeah, that was definitely, and apparently Maylee like did get hit by the ca- oh <laughs> by God. the camera. I mean, it wasn't huge, so probably didn't like hurt. No, no, too bad. But it was moving really fast. It was, and that platform was not very big. <laughs> All right, okay, we have one last thing to share. We are not doing a one of our fun questions this week. We we ran out of time, but we'll be back. We'll be back. We just we we have a good amount of time um that we're saving for Maylee's part of the episode so lastly we want to do our weekly quote slash affirmation this week it's a quote a personal favorite of mine as well as Maylee's and we'll talk about that later um it says without the rain there would be no rainbow this is similar to a lot of those kind of generic statements (laughs) here like there's a light at the end of the tunnel or I don't even know what else there, there's uh, there's plenty I'm I'm blanking but you know that general idea the it's whole, just like those quotes that you'd find sewn onto a pillow yes exactly or hanging in a kitchen exactly you know? yeah <laughs> those type but you know what I do love this one because I love rainbows I just think they're a great symbol um of hope and getting getting through a hard time and that that'll be a really important theme of today's episode and what we're trying to represent um on our podcast of just perseverance and remembering that there's always better times ahead and I know that sounds cheesy it is such a cheesy quote but it helps me I I really like 
looking on the bright side of things and looking on the bright side of the future and just reminding myself that no matter how you may feel in this moment, no matter what you're going through, there's always going to be a time where you're happier and feeling better. So that's that's the general idea of today's episode, I guess, in general, not just the quote, but I'm glad we were able to share that one with you and yeah. we'll be elaborating more later. <laughs> yeah, I really love this quote as well, just because it's so succinct and simple Mm -hmm. and it's just so pretty and like you said rainbows have such a symbolic meaning when it comes to hope and new beginnings and I just think it's perfect for this week's conversation yeah there's a lot of variations of this quote I I'm blanking on the rest but I think Maylee actually sometimes she uses a different one but I really like as you're saying I really like this one it's quick to the point just without the rain there would be no rainbow yeah That's, that's all you need to know all exactly. you need to know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You go through hard times to get to better times. Exactly. Perfectly yeah. said. Couldn't have said Thank that you. myself. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we want to quickly get into Maylee's part of the episode. I think you guys are all going to really appreciate it and hearing Maylee's story, whether you already have or this is your first time hearing Maylee speak. So I'm so excited for you guys to hear our conversation. But before we get into Maylee's part of the episode, we do want to let you listeners know that we will be discussing some pretty sensitive topics, um, specifically dealing with loss, depression, um, eating disorders. So if you are uncomfortable with any of these topics, we definitely recommend stopping the the episode now. Um, But Either way, we hope that you enjoy today's episode, at least enjoyed the beginning part. Um, And yeah, we're ready to introduce Maylee to you all. Hello and good morning. It's currently bright and early, 7 a.m., more foggy and early here in San Francisco. Um, But Jackie and I are with Maylee Nakamura, who is going to be sharing a little bit about her experience with mental health advocacy. So we're super excited to be here with her. Hey, Maylee. Hi. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. Um, yeah, do you want to start off by uh, kind of telling our listeners a little bit about yourself and um, bring change to mind? Yeah. So Advocate for Mental Health, I am president of Bring Change to Mind at SI, which is a club that destigmatizes mental health in addition to starting the conversation at SI. Um, specifically what we do is we have different meetings to figure out different ways to, um, create awareness about mental health. And we teach our club members how to be allies for mental health. Um, another thing that I do is a program called safe space. They're located in Menlo park and San Mateo, um, central, uh, San Mateo area. And they are a youth program who works on different projects um, in areas needed. And also um, they work a lot with the LGBTQ um, community to work on their, to work on mental health in that area. Um, The other thing that I'm actually starting to do is a research project with Professor James Russell at Boston College. And we're working, on some psychology things based on emotions and um, different moralities. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks, Maylee. That was that was a great introduction. That'll cover a lot of what we're going to be talking about with Maylee and her experiences as a leader in the mental health field, at least within our school, and also some of her own experiences. Yeah, but before we hop into that conversation, we always like to start off um, <laughs> with our guests going over um, a specific BuzzFeed question that we yes. had sent over previously. Uh, Dory, do you want to read the one for this week? Yeah, this was an interesting one. At least the results were interesting, in my opinion. Um, the question or the quiz name is two songs to the decades and we'll give you a food that resembles your personality. It's definitely interesting. I kind of forget what the songs were it was quite a while ago that I took the quiz but Maylee do you want to share your result I don't know if you have it anymore but I can share it and I'll I'll determine whether this is accurate for Maylee or not so her says butter chicken 
Um, and then the description is, you're my favorite. Just like your music taste, you've got this buttery, spicy bowl full of happiness. You don't shy away from trying out new styles and go all out. Go you. We need more people like you. Maylee, what do you think? Do you think this is accurate to you? I'm not sure what the buttery chicken has to do with it. But I guess like in terms of like trying new things. Yeah, I guess I'll take it. Like, Yeah, the description's a little bit vague, but I definitely believe that you're a you're full of happiness. That's what it's a spicy bowl full of happiness. I definitely think that's true for you. So oh, yeah, definitely spicy at times. <laughs> What's All so right. funny is that I actually got the same result. I, I think that's oh the first gosh. time that's happened. Since <laughs> I think it is. Yeah, we've, yeah, we've yeah, only yeah. had different results, but I remember getting it and be like, Oh, that's interesting. An interesting yeah. choice. But I, I guess that that applies. <laughs> yeah. I guess you have similar music taste then. Yeah, probably. (laughs) All right. So mine was different. Um, Oh, gosh. I probably should have looked up how to say this, but Idli Chutney. I'm so sorry if I butchered that. Um, I don't know how else, but it says your simplicity says it all. Soothing songs and calming thoughts are your thing. Everybody comes to you for advice and you sort through their problems in one snap. You're not Thanos, though. Thank God. Whoever (laughs) made this quiz decided to go with some interesting descriptions um interesting like, food choices as well yeah, like, exactly yeah. surprise i've never heard of those. things i was fully expecting like something super generic like a cheeseburger or something yep. like that yeah um too. but when i got the results i was like butter chicken that is super exotic and hmm. different interesting yeah i've yeah, also no. that before but neither of all well, i might have had it once or twice but i don't quite remember what exactly it tastes like yeah, the photo of it looks familiar. So maybe, maybe I've had it. Yeah, Dory, I've never heard of yours. Oh, yeah, no. The photo, it looks like con balls. Like, the, or not, not con <laughs> balls, yeah. but like con pads, you know? Yeah. That's, and then there's some kind of pepper. So interesting. Maybe I'll have to try it. Apparently, that's what I'm like if I were a food. So <laughs> who knows? <laughs> Okay, so I guess we can transition into our questions. We have quite a few that we want to go over with Maylee. Um, But to start out, just to give our listeners some kind of introduction of why you're involved in mental health, and we'll go more into that later, but can you explain your experiences with mental health and feel free to share whatever you're comfortable with? So my story with mental health has started in, I would say 2019. I was a sophomore. And, you know, I was having a good year, freshman year, done being fresh me, it was over. I mean, starting the year strong with grades and everything was going well. And friends. Uh, <laughs> yes, Dory and I became best friends, which was really awesome. And just out of the blue, my dad passes away. Um, and so that took a huge toll on my mental health, figuring out how to balance myself who I was with school with friends with tennis um being a student athlete of course so for me that was a huge just hit in the face um my mental health was poor I didn't really know much about how to deal with mental health and how to um or not deal necessarily deal but better my mental health and support others so this was all very new for me. Um, it wasn't quite talked about in my middle school. So it was definitely a shocker. So going into kind of the stage of diagnosed, what was diagnosed depression and binge eating and just struggling to find who I was again was hard. But I learned that after um, receiving help and reaching out for support, that was crucial to bettering myself, refining myself, and um, yeah, just kind of just reliving. And with this being said, I would say that finding support is huge, but finding the right support is most important. I went through like three therapists. I also did something called brain therapy, which is actually 
they hook up these wires. It was so scary. It was freaky. Like you're like a robot. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I would send Dory photos, and everyone would be like, "What? I mean, what in the world are you doing?" <laughs> so, um, I um did that, and it was actually supposed to balance your nerve, um, your nerves in your brain to kind of find that balance. So, like when you take um medicine, it's like balancing the chemicals in your brain. So. I did that and that actually worked for me. So talk therapy and brain therapy worked for me, but it just, it took time to find the right things. Um, so by like 2020, um, COVID hit, but I would have these long conversations with Dory. And there was like this one conversation I had with Dory and it was like optimism, rainbows and <laughs> happiness. So Dory, you probably remember, but finding the optimism in things has helped me a lot and everyone's going to have something different whether it's you know finding a coping mechanism but for me telling myself that there's a rainbow at the other side of the storm was what helped me a lot and obviously I'm still gonna have moments where I'm down and low but I've learned how to handle it and give myself self-love and go back to support systems so that's what I think is a very important part of, um, you know, struggling with mental health. Awesome. Thank you for sharing, Maylee. I know that's a very personal story and I'm really glad you could share it with our listeners and especially for those who have had similar experiences to you. I know that's a big part of why we started this podcast is to provide shared experiences for people so that they know they're not alone and they're seeing themselves represented in some form of media, in this case, our podcast. Um, and definitely, um, as Jackie and I talked about earlier in our intro, I love the quote, um, without the rain, there would be no rainbow. That's always been close to my heart, specifically because of Maylee, and I've used it a lot in my own mental health experiences. So I'm really glad you got to talk about in that little introduction, Maylee. Yeah, you yeah. also talked about um, the mental health regarding student athletes. And I think that is a super interesting topic. Being a student athlete myself, I definitely feel that mental health in this area is not talked about enough. I think we are seeing a little bit more like there are professional athletes coming out saying that they've struggled with mental health. And I think that's super inspiring for young people because um, a lot of people just don't think that it affects athletes. Like they are all fine and dandy a hundred percent of the time, but that's not true. Like we're all human and we all struggle with it. And I think it is an important conversation for at least people our age to start having now. Totally. And I think like something to recognize is like what I've noticed this season, because I've played tennis um, for SI, you're going from a day from all school, from taking tests, and then you're going straight to practice. There's no room for a self-love break or a reflection of how you're feeling. So I think that is super hard. The overwhelmingness of being an athlete and the pressures from family, parents, coaches, and, you know, in tennis, it's like you're competing with everyone. So it's so difficult to remember the balance of self-love. Yeah, I couldn't put it in a better way. Balance is super, super important. And I just feel Agreed. like, especially now, senior year, it's hard to find that balance. But that has definitely been an intention of mine um, recently, like finding balance in between school and practice and all the 100 million things that I do. But it's getting easier, which is good. <laughs> yeah, totally. All right, so now we're going to move into some more general questions about what your observations have been with mental health, um, whether from what work you've done with Bring Change to Mind or just from your own experiences. So first one is, what are some common ways in which mental health is stigmatized? What experiences have you had with this? Okay, so I think of stigma as this barrier that keeps all of us from loving each other, from understanding each other, and from empathizing or em giving empathy to each other, not sympathy, but empathy. And so stigma to me is discrimination and a negative connotation that we have with either something about race, something about gender, something about mental health. So it goes into a lot of things. And I think one of the biggest stigmas in mental health is if you are sick mentally, you are crazy. And fun fact, just to add it in, the green in mental health was each um, 
like, you know, breast cancer is pink and so forth. So green for mental health is because people thought of green as like this exotic color. And so people thought mental health was exotic. It was weird. It was wrong. So fun fact about that. And wow, so I, I think, that. yeah, really interesting, right? So I think that the first step to destigmatizing mental health starts with um, understanding each other, practicing unconditional love with everyone, and knowing that for people who are struggling and for people who are trying to be allies, mental health is normal. We all deal with it on different levels. But what is important is knowing that it's okay to feel whatever you're feeling. And so many other people are feeling the same way and struggling and everyone's just here to help. And as an ally, um, we can all work on just and trying to educate ourselves on mental health. I don't know if that was what you guys were trying to get at, but. Yeah, no, that was perfect. I mean, I guess the follow-up question would be, why do you think it's taken such a long time for people to start addressing the stigma that exists with mental health? Well, yeah, just like you're saying, like the addressing part, I feel like there hasn't been much addressing um, in the past. It's been so blown over. I know that like even having a conversation with my mom about mental health was difficult because the not saying my mom's ancient, but she comes from a time where it wasn't spoken about and it was not a thing. Mental health was, you know, being happy or sad. There's so much more to it. So I think that schools implementing it into every day, like advertising mental health, what it is, um, and talking about it with your friends, putting that in the conversation, just putting all these different things mental health and what it is, what is stigma into different conversations, into different advocacies is super, super important. I really like what you said about um, how there's such a generational gap in talking about mental health, especially with that idea of being either happy or sad and having it be very black and white, whereas mental health is such a complex thing. And there's, it's so multifaceted. There's so many different kinds of mental health issues you never you never know exactly what someone's going through a lot of times they're going through more than one thing making the issue even more complex in itself um so I really think that's important to talk about is how it is not black and white anymore I mean it never was but in the reality that we live in like people know there's so much more to mental health than just being as you said happy or sad yeah yeah so our next question goes a little bit more into some representation of mental health. Um, why do you believe it is so important to accurately portray mental health in TV, film, books, et cetera? And I know you have something specific you want to talk about, a little project you've been working on. Yeah, so I've always wanted to write a kid's book. I'm not a fan of reading, but I love pictures. So this, you <laughs> um, knows my hatred for reading, but this friends and I were actually the bring change to my leadership at SI started writing a children's book. I think that mental health and understanding mental health is taught young. If a kid can understand that it's okay to be sad and it's not a punishment, it's not like, oh, I'm sad because, you know, blah, blah, blah did this to me. No, it's more like I'm sad and I don't know why, but that's okay. I think that feeling accepted should be something taught young as a kid and feeling, being able to feel your feelings and talk about it and share it with your parents should be something that stemmed into upbringing. Because I feel like if it starts young, then it'll be better when you're in high school, when you're actually going to be suffering or feeling some kind of emotional pain. Um, you'll feel normal. And I think that's kind of the whole thing with mental health advocacy as well. So to go back to the book, our book is about a little dinosaur, a little blue dinosaur who is struggling with their emotions, but figuring out at the end that everything's okay and I'm normal and I have a beautiful brain and my brain, no matter what is beautiful, no matter how I'm feeling, no matter if I'm disgusted, anxious, sad, happy, I'm beautiful. 
enough. That is such an interesting concept. I mean, I totally agree with the whole thing you said about like teaching mental health young. I think that sometimes another thing that we forget is that mental health is an aspect of your health. Like it's just as important as your physical health. Um, and teaching that at a young age, I think will help serve generations in the future. So it's super inspiring that you are um, creating a children's book and I'm super excited to read it. You're going to have to share it with us when it's done so that we can share with everyone on our Instagram. But um, yeah, that's super exciting. Do you guys have like a timeline or anything of like when you're planning on it coming out? <laughs> so it was supposed to come out October or October, excuse me, August 20th before school started. However, some stuff came up. So I'm going to hope after the tennis season, within a week, it should be out. We have everything done. It's just the publishing part that we're working on. Oh, that's super exciting. So it'll be out sooner yeah. than we thought. That's cool. Yeah, definitely. I'm so excited. Same, similar to Maylee, I love children's books. Like I know mm -hmm. when I have kids, it's literally all I want as gifts from people. Like I just want children's books because I will read them myself. That's my favorite part of babysitting. Um, so I will be buying a million copies just so I know for sure that I'll have, have one for when I have my own kids. So I'm so proud of Maylee for doing that. And I think it's a really important project and starting representation of mental health young is incredibly important. Yeah. I yeah. think we can move to our next question, keeping mm -hmm. with this kind of upbeat theme. <laughs> yes. um, what have been some of the most empowering moments that you've experienced as Bring Change to Mind president? And why are those moments important to you? Okay, so this is an easy question for me to answer. And actually, Dory was a part of it. So last year during COVID, we did a student panel. And I mean, we may not have had that many people come to it, which is okay. But I think that it was so powerful within the Bring Change to Mind community. So our panel was about the recovery of being in a bad place and what was utilized during recovery. How did we reach out for help? Who did we, who did we reach out to? And um, yeah, what changed the mindset of being in this dark place to kind of coming out and being ourselves again. So I think this, uh, this panel is particularly powerful because it was done by students. And I think seeing the growth in a lot of people was such a just heartwarming moment, knowing what people have been through and seeing where they are now is just, it's otherworldly to understand other people and get to know other people. Um, I know like hearing Dory, cause I know, I hope I'm allowed to say this, but Dory never had spoke about what was going on in her life and her listening to her speak almost just brought me to tears. Sharing, um, <laughs> sharing how she, has been recovering and is reaching recovery is empowering. And I think that the panel just spoke well to people who need some extra support in their life and um, who need to know that other people are holding hands with them and, you know, like struggling with the same thing. So I think it brought a lot of unity to some community. And, yeah. And I know this was a really special experience for me, not just to be able to openly reflect on my experiences, but also just hearing other people and hearing a few other stories that were relatively similar to mine and almost discovering ways to cope that they were using and bringing them into my own life. So I definitely agree. I wish there was a few more people who had been able to attend, but nonetheless, I think it was really empowering for the people who were able to. So yeah, next we want to move into um, some of your career aspirations, because here we're all about empowering women in whatever field they want to pursue. And I know, Maylee, I believe you are hoping to become a psychiatrist. I hope I'm, I believe, yes. Okay, so who or what exactly inspired you to pursue a career in mental health? Okay, this is my favorite question to answer, because my therapist, Miss Law, I had been through two or three therapists and I 
met with Miss Law, I was like, oh my God, like, no thanks. This is going to be such a waste of time. I met this lady. She is the most beautiful person I've ever met. She's just, she just has a heart of gold. And I think that she inspires me to be a psychologist or psychiatrist because she just has a way with people where she knows how to help people. And I think going to SI, I've learned who I want to be, which is a woman who helps others, a woman for, with and for others. And I think that I've always known, I love to talk. I love helping people. And I've always wanted to do something in the medical field. And I think that's, um, brain fart, um, psychiatry is going to do justice for that for me. And I think that Miss Law really just showed me the other side of when I was in my darkest and my worst time. She showed me the other side of the rainbow and she showed me that everything would be okay. And I just want to help other people feel that way because that's really all I needed. Just someone to be there for me, someone to listen to me and give me feedback and advice on how I can better myself and how my life can be better. So just the encouragement that Miss Law gave me was something that I would love to reciprocate to other people as well. Thank you for sharing that. I know that Miss Law has really been a great source of guidance to you. And I'm really glad that you were able to talk a little bit about her. And I also didn't even realize that she was the one who really pushed you um, into the direction of discovering that you wanted to become a psychiatrist. So I really love that story. I don't, I don't know if we've ever talked about that, only to some extent. I know we have a little bit. Yeah. But yeah. Okay. One of our last questions is what is the best way to support someone struggling with mental health, whether currently or in recovery? Okay. So this sometimes is a hard question for me to answer just because I am someone who makes other people's struggles my own. And I think one thing to be aware about is having your boundaries. So the first way you can help someone is ask them, are they okay? What can I do to support you? How can I make your life easier right now? Whether it's if, if someone's taking a day off, can I take notes for you? Or can I reach out to a counselor for you? Having that understanding with each other, knowing that it's okay to be not okay is important. Here's an example. So one of the things that I find most effective in helping other people is knowing how you can help them. So that sounds super weird. But for example, I have a friend who has panic attacks. And I know we had a conversation before I'd ever seen her have one. I said, what can I do to help you? What is the most effective way to be there for you when you're having a panic attack? And so when she did have one, I knew exactly what to do. So knowing how you can support someone, knowing how you can help them, I think is a very important thing when supporting someone. But the main thing is just reaching out, whether it's every day asking them, how are you? I'm here for you. I support you. Or asking them if it's okay to reach out to a counselor. If they need that extra support, that is great. So being able to figure out how to support and just reach out is I think the most crucial things. Awesome. Thank you. Um, lastly, what steps can someone take to destigmatize mental health? Okay. I think that everyone can destigmatize mental health. It doesn't matter where you are in life. The first step is just having unconditional love. To have unconditional love, I think you are empathetic to others and it's just a way to kind of see eye to eye with other people to understand others um and i think the next thing you can do is educate yourself join a club like bring change to mind or something similar at your school and learn about it follow different mental health advocates on instagram i think that that's another step to being able to understand what mental health is and Everyone has their own definition of mental health and it's how we interpret it and we share it with the world that's going to make a difference in advocacy.
Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, I think we all should play a role in this. I mean, it all if it affects everyone, and I think we should all be taking proactive steps to um, destigmatize mental health and make it more of a prevalent issue in all of our conversations. Um, you also mentioned a couple of uh, ways to do this, and you talked about resources. I don't know if you want to share a couple of your favorite resources. Um, if you are someone struggling or want to help to destigmatize mental health, um, you could share them with us and we can link them also in the episode description. Um, I think the main one that I follow just because um, I use a lot of their resources is Brain Change to Mind. But the message that Brain Change to Mind has is very positive it's very inspirational it's very encouraging but there are also facts um just random fun facts that you'll learn and you'll just think about them for the rest of the day so brain change to mind is one of my favorite and if you don't know brain change to mind was founded by glenn close who is the actor in dealt one-on-one dalmatian someone correct me on that movie title and who the villain is I can't remember what her name is Cruella Cruella DeVille yeah thank you yes so Glenn Close plays Cruella DeVille in 101 Dalmatians there we go I got it yeah well Maylee we want to thank you again for joining us I know it was very early it is now 7 40 over here um but yeah, this was such a meaningful conversation and thank you so much for sharing your experiences um, with us. It'll be super helpful for everyone listening and and for us as well. Yeah, and I think this is definitely a lot different than what we've done so far on the podcast. And I think it definitely brought a really unique perspective um, to our listeners. And I'm hoping that at least a few of them are able to relate to you or at least learn something from you. Definitely, I definitely feel that I've learned something about mental health and mental health advocacy and what I can do to be a better ally to mental health and also just work on my own mental health. So thank you again. We really appreciate you coming on, as Jackie said, very early. So yeah, that concludes today's episode. I know we skipped last week, but we're back and we're going to... Stay consistent again. We've both been busy. Maylee knows what it's like to be busy. She is also a gal on the go, as our favorite podcasters would say. But yeah, that that sums it all up. Thank you for having me, guys. Of course. We're very, very grateful. It took us a while to schedule this, and I think it was completely worth it. This episode went so well, and I think our... Listeners are really going to value what you were able to share today. Bye. See you all next week. Bye. Bye.